from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 494. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by <laughs> Brad Dowdy. <laughs> what is that? You, you can't Uh-oh. even see me. I'm not even like funny looking, or what did I do? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hi, how are you? Happy We're not- nearly New Year. Yeah, we're not even supposed to be here today, right? Like well, this is well, you know, we're yeah, on that you know. road now, baby. <laughs> we're on it. We are on it. We are. We're hitting that ten-year, five hundred mark. Gonna stop us now. This has been <laughs> part of the road to five hundred. Is the transition towards music as part of the show? Gotcha, gotcha. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Speaking of which, did I ever tell you what I tried to do for you for episode four hundred? I don't remember you if did. I told you. You did. This. Yeah, that I tried to license that music. Yep, yep. And they wanted like thousands of dollars. Yeah, a year for it. But they the the way you told me the story was like they all they kind of considered it, and then they came back with a really outrageous price. <laughs> yeah, it took. What was the name of the song again? Uh, it's all my little words by the Magnetic Fields. Yeah, there you go. And I wanted to try and get that. For, I don't mm-hmm. even remember why it was. I think it was like your dream yep. theme for the show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I tried just thought it would be a good it. intro music. <laughs> like I contacted the publishing company and they just, it was, the, the terms that they wanted were wild. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. so much money and only up to a certain amount of downloads and then we'd need more to give them more money. And it was like, yeah. nah, this isn't. It just sounds nightmarish. And it was kind of funny that after that message, because I like emailed them a bunch of times before they got back to me. And then mm-hmm. I just ignored that email because it was just like felt like a joke to me. And then they kept <laughs> yeah. emailing me afterwards and were like, like do you what do, do this? you think? Do you do it's this? like, no, this is not happening. Uh, I think I don't know if they tried to like hardball me or whatever, but I was just like, yeah. this is so far out of the realm of what I was willing to pay for this. Like, right. and I was willing to do like I don't know a sum of money, maybe like I don't know, like a grand a year or something, well, which I would do, yeah. but it or was, even like a fixed one time thing. Yeah, but it was but, just yeah. like I, it was all the terms that they wanted. It's just like music. This is not, you know, yeah, music publishing and licensing sounds just like a nightmarish job. Yeah, like just trying to track all that yep. stuff yeah <clears throat> the best the best thing by the way if anybody ever needs to, to license music for anything i use a company called epidemic sound and they're great mm-hmm. like it's a lot of like uh indie musicians and stuff yep. and they put their music on epidemic sound and you can license it and you can license it like across multiple avenues right so i have like podcasts and Mm -hmm. my twitch stream like if you ever watch my twitch Mm -hmm. this is where all the music comes from and all of these artists they publish their music on spotify and apple music and stuff which is fun because Mm -hmm. then so like some of my wonderful uh keyboard club viewers have created apple music and spotify playlists of the songs that i use and you can like listen to them but yeah anyway so it gets you around a lot of the music license and stuff nevertheless uh hi brad hey was christmas uh, it was good. How was yeah. how was yours? Did you get any uh, any stationary gifts? No, never do. I, yeah, same. It's like I never get stationary gifts or technology gifts because yeah. why would why would anybody that truly loves me would know that that's too hard for them to try and attempt, right? Yeah, and I always put this in here every year because everyone wants to know, right? Everyone's know what oh what pens or what did you get for Christmas? It's like yep. literally no stationary ever for years. <laughs> it's just not how it works these days. Unless there's I very rarely once in a while I'll ask for like a pen gift. Yeah, right. I remember, gosh, probably five years ago, 
for Father's Day or something, I got I picked out a pen for my wife to get me. And that's kind of like the last kind of gift pen yeah. that I've ever received. Yeah. Like it's just not my move. But what I love, it's like we talked about it on Twitch yesterday, is everyone else telling me what, what they got and you know, everyone's just getting in. It's it's fun to see so many people getting into fountain pens. Like yep. someone got a pilot metropolitan in their stocking and they said like this is the greatest thing ever and that just makes me so so happy you know it's just really really cool so to to see you know people really getting into this stuff and able to have you know some cool some cool gifts uh during the holidays and you know get them into some new things that they maybe wouldn't buy themselves like a fountain pen or a calligraphy set or some random notebook and uh it's very 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 cool so um i did give a gift of stationery this okay. year, Mike, uh, to my wife, who I think I've mentioned on the show before, her favorite pen, and it's not close, is the Pentel Intergel. The standard uh-huh. Intergels you get from the store, the 0.7 millimeter gels. Because a couple of years ago, they started making them in some better colors that she really likes, like teal and navy blue and purple and some cool colors like that. And so she just loves how they write loves that they're retractable and loves the color. So I Pentel of America back, I don't know if you remember this on the St. Jude raffle stuff, they gave, they had a new 20 pin set um, that they donated for us to raffle. And my wife tried to steal it back then. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, this is for me. Right. Like these are, these are my pens. I'm like, no, we're doing this to raise money for the kids. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, so I bought that set for her for, uh, for Christmas. I think it might've been her favorite gift. <laughs> She's already like cracked them open, decided what color she likes the most and labeled one for um for work purposes already i'll put a, a link in the show notes i just put oh on that's Instagram. fantastic um because she has pen thieves at work like as we all do right mm-hmm. anyone that works around other people you cannot leave your favorite pens laying around or they will vanish like in a split second so she has labeled her <laughs> she has gotten the label maker out and put her name on the pens <laughs> so just she to knows, confirm your label maker here is in comic sans is that right i'm gonna i'm not gonna commit uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Once okay. I saw that, I was like, oh boy, where did this come from? So, I am about 97% sure that that's Comic Sans. I am too, and it's not my work label maker because it's out in the shipping department and it uh-huh. is not set to Comic Sans. But it when I saw that, now. I was like, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> but she doesn't care. She just doesn't want people... Maybe she thinks people will be embarrassed to use it, not because of the name, but because of her font choice. <laughs> So anyway, it's a hunter green or a forest green color, which they don't normally do. So if someone steals this pen, I mean, they're going down because you can't just buy this color off the store shelf. Plus, it's got her name and Comic Sans on it. So mm-hmm. you better you, hands off, buddy. That's so that's amazing. that's the deal. So that was uh, her 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 favorite present. Um, and, you know, her and uh, my daughter were like going through all the colors <laughs> Christmas Day, trying to figure out all the new colors that she didn't have, and it was just cute, and I loved it. So, anyway, that was kind of the only stationary uh, activity we did for for Christmas, but it was well worth it. Well worth it. So, thank you, Pintel, uh, for showing me those, and uh, I was able to to grab a set for myself. Next up, we're going to be talking 
a little bit this week. I'm going to be talking more next week about my planner setup for yes. 2022. Please, I want to know but, more about it. Yeah, but I wanted to kind of lead into it this week with a few planner topics. So a few little short, short topics. Um, Chronodex 2022 has released. I'm never not going to link what Patrick Ng does at uh, his scription blog for creating and releasing the Chronodex formats for free. Um, I remember he had a little challenge getting them out last year. They were a little bit late, but he is ahead of the game this year. So he does six months at a time. You can go to the link we have in the show notes. Look at the Chronodex images that he always puts on there, which are mind-boggling of... It's a it's a mind-boggling system, right? Like, I couldn't... I like, can't even really describe really, it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't really yeah, work for me. Like, yeah. I would be scared to even attempt this, but people love it. It's complete Instagram fodder. Like, it looks better like than any bullet journal. Maybe the best way I could describe it is aesthetically pleasing time blocking. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah. But it's in a, in a, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's in a circular format, almost yeah. like a clock face, like a you clock, know, hence yeah. kind of the, the name. Um, and like, I've never really read the rules to attempt to understand it because it looks like I would have a panic attack <laughs> trying to manage it. But it, it's it's really great, and he does this for free. Like he he puts these out for free um, in in the formats um, that for you to just print it out on your own paper and build it. You know, a lot of people will will print them out and make them for like their traveler's notebooks. I know that's what Patrick does um, a lot of times. So, and uh, he's just he's just one of the good ones, and I always want to send this out there in the world because I know he puts a lot of time in it and, yep. uh, and, and I just want to make sure it gets shared because uh, well, he is super it. cool. Yep. 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 Um, secondly, you, you dropped in a note here yep. that I have started my Hobonichi. Yep. So he, here's the problem with that, Mike, I really want to start it more, <laughs> but they don't allow me really until January the 1st. So I'm a little bit, uh, is it condensed little, like the end no. of the year part? No. So like the so this the one that I have is the Hobonichi cousin and it's essentially three distinct sections. So you have your monthly layout, right, which is your month calendar over two pages, right? You open it up, you see a month, okay? So that's mm-hmm. the first section. Your second section is a weekly section over two pages, right? So this is a, you know, what a pretty good size section where you see a vertical week split over two pages. So they started that on December 27th, this Monday, because it rolls the end of the week into the first. So like they had to cover that week if you're going to start it on January 1st. And then the bulk of the book, you know, probably three quarters or at least two thirds of the book is one page per day. And that one page per day is fixed for January 1st. So like that's the uh, first day. So you can do the weekly planner part, but you can't do the daily plot right. part. Yeah. And it was driving me crazy. Which <laughs> one did like, you get, by the way? Which which the, flavor? It's the, it's the A5 Cousin, which is the single big book for the full year. Like there's different models where you can get uh, like the first six months or the second six months, or you can get the Techo, which is the A6 size, which is the smaller so this is an a like a traditional A5, probably like you have the crossfield, right? Yeah. Like the Nanami crossfield. It's yeah. like a little bit bigger than that as far as page count, I think. Okay. So think of it like something like that, but a little bit, maybe like another hundred pages or so compared to your crossfield. 
So it's a pretty sizable, chunky book, but it's all in one. It's not split into six months and six months. So it's just so, straight up Hobonichi. Cousin. A5 cousin. cousin. Yeah. I forget what the split it's version really is called. to find them. Because yeah. they have Techo cousin and cousin. Mm-hmm. So it's original. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yes. No. So there's still okay. So like I'm trying to find. Basically, what I'm trying to do right now is yeah. uh, find a link to put in the show notes, and every single link is taking me to the Techo. Yes, because that's that's the classic. That's what got this started. You know, the whole Hobonichi as a thing was the Techo. Even though these other products existed. What made them popular was the singular, smaller A6 Techo. Mm-hmm. So you really have to look up the cousin. I can find the links uh, for you to put it in there. I think you're going to have to, man, because I I, I, I'm on their website and I can't even find it. Like, <laughs> the, the entire website is just Hobonichi Techo for everything I can find. I can't even you're find You're on the 1101 site? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll find it for you. They usually have like a, a breakdown. So it's A5 size, Hobonichi Techo cousin. Well, that's day free. Yeah, there are all kinds of split. There, you know what? It's not listed in the header, so I wonder if it's sold out. This is the issue that I'm having. Right? <laughs> the header only has Techo up there. Yeah, like it's all it has. So now, okay, I'm on the site. We're doing this live. Is it day uh, free? Hobonichi, it's no, it's original. So they're original? calling this original. Um, okay, yes, because now uh, it says Techo original. But that's A6. See? Yeah, this is frustrating. I know, I know. This is okay. why they need that friggin' map that you... It's <laughs> yeah. too confusing. I will tell you the split volume one is called the Avec. So the Avec is the first six months and the second six months. So, so do you, you don't have, have a big chunky book. It's not a Techo, right? That's what I we're mean, saying? A Techo is a general term as well. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say. So here, I'm going to click on Cousin. All right, one page per day, A5 size, Techo. So Techo is generally just like the the planner, the word for planner, but everyone calls the small one the Techo and everything else by the other name. So I found the link for you. So this right. is the one we're doing. This is okay. what we're doing right here. So it's the A5 Cousin. This is way too confusing. I love this in the in the live chat that in the Discord, Catherine says, I'm getting flashbacks of Mike and Brad building Lego. Oh, man, that's true. But you that see, because now, all right, I've gone to this page, and it calls it the Hobonichi Techo Cousin, which is what you said yeah, you didn't have. because you got to, I have the cousin. So I, I'm using the term Techo to talk about a specific model, which is not factually correct. So I can blame you for this confusion? Sure. I, I'm down with that. Good. Then because Techo just means like, I think Techo just translates like into diary. So it can be right. like a product name and a descriptor, right? Yep. And this is why you have to have a buying guide. And they have. They usually do I know. when they launch. They yeah, do. they usually do like a big, you know, those... Um, you know those maps, uh, like city maps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the the at that you get it, like the uh, at the the government office. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, here's the city map. Um, but now it's like a big, uh, like a big grid thing, and like I'm gonna put that that link in the show notes too. It's honestly, I find it scary, like the amount of information. Yeah. yeah. But hey, if you buy, if you build a product which is really flexible and customizable. Mm-hmm. 
this is kind of what happens when you end up with a line because they've ended up with a line. It's like this is product creep, and I'm not complaining. Like this is this is actually a good right. thing, uh, but you know, I it's intense. Yeah, like yeah, they re- they release like the roadmap a good month ahead of the product launch. So people actually have time to figure out what they want to buy every year. So like in August, we'll get like a map of, you know, we'll get the chart, right? And then that's getting ready, you ready for the next month when it's time to order. So you actually know what you're doing when it's time to order, mm-hmm. right? It's it's become a thing. It has definitely become a thing. So I mean, look, we'll, all of it's worth it, right? Because at the end of the day, you end up with a fantastic product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you have. So It is. And so um, we'll talk about it more next week when I can actually get into the, 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 the meat of the, of the book mm-hmm. and I start using it. So we'll, we'll save that further discussion um, next week uh, about the internals and, and how I'm using it. Cool. But I'm very anxious, which is why I keep fidgeting with the early days, like the pre-January 1st days that I'm allowed to use, <laughs> I keep fidgeting with them because I'm I'm anxious to write something on on the first and which I could start. So that's a that's a whole topic we'll talk about next week. What about you? You're, well, you're I got my on... theme system journal set up, which is a product that you can just start whenever you want. You don't have to wait for the journal to tell you when you can start mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because it is in essence much more of a simple product. Obviously, this is a product that I make. Uh, you don't have a roadmap for order. Don't, <laughs> order don't. No, at least we don't. Yeah, who knows what the future might hold? You know, as I was saying all that stuff a minute ago, I was like, "Is this my future? This could be my future. I, I don't know where it's gonna go, but I think there's a possibility of it, especially mm. of all the ideas I have in my brain. I've got yeah. a cool idea I want to tell you about, like when we're Ooh, not recording nice. later on. I want to see what you think about nice, it. Nice, nice. Well, you already uh, had another idea that I haven't seen come to fruition yet that I really want. So it's we'll gonna happen back, this uh, year. Out. Okay, like. Good. Uh, I'm hoping by the end of January I'll be able to place an order for that product, brand new product, okay. not not theme system related, yep. but Cortex yep. brand product. Can so I, yeah, I, I just wanted to just just to plug the journal for a second. Uh, it's available now. We have stock uh, now. We have more stock on the way, so you can you can buy with confidence. Um, if you know, I know in the past the journal's gone out of stock. Uh, you can buy with confidence. If you want to buy with extra confidence, you can subscribe. And we keep stock for the quarterly subscriptions, right? We do stock management, so we make sure yeah. that they never go out of stock. So if you subscribe, you'll always get one uh, on a f- uh, quarterly interval. Um, but the Theme System Journal is a product that helps you with your yearly theme. It helps you stay on course. It helps you be more productive and achieve what you're looking to achieve. Um, well, I built this book over many years of trial and error. Uh, I'm really, really happy with the quality of the product at the end, and I think that, other, that many pen addicts will too. I would say, you know, like for pen addicts, it does a good job with basically anything, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, you you but things will vary. You know, if you use like really sloppy inks, you might struggle. Uh, but outside of that, I think it does a really good job with basically everything I've thrown at it, and I've thrown everything that I own at, it, <laughs> and I'm happy with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, really, it's all about the theme system, like the system of the idea of basically it's, it is a you know we- loose structure. Um, and it just allows you to kind of spend some time reflecting every day, and we give you just enough structure to give you something to keep coming back to, so you don't have to come up with it on your own. 
And if yep. you want to read a little bit more about what that is, you can go to themesystem.com and it's all laid out there. We put examples and stuff on the website. So um, if, you've, if you've maybe thought about it and you haven't tried it out before, um, or maybe you tried it and bounced off, this could be a time to come back uh, because we're about to enter a new year. So I really appreciate Two things. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, will you put a link into the Cortex podcast where you talk about your themes yeah so the most yeah. recent episode that needs to go in the show notes for everyone to go listen to i have not listened to it yet so do not spoil me i plan on doing right. that before next week um secondly do you start a fresh theme system journal no matter what on january the first yes because okay. the uh, you write your yearly theme in it right and we have space right. for people to write multiple um, but I right. always start a new one because also I always have a lot of them. <laughs> so I'm never right, like, right, right. you know, but yeah, I, I like to start a new one at the beginning um, of the the new theme time. But that would have um, been so, my assumption. Yeah. So I don't even start one January 1st. I started mine like two weeks ago because I, okay, I fair enough. Right. basically, you know, like when we recorded the show, I'm like set on what my theme is. So as soon as we recorded yeah. the show, the next day I set up my new theme system journal. So there mine was set Perfect. up a couple of weeks ago and I, and I started it. Love it. So go check it out. All right. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. You know Pen Chalet. They have all of the products that you need from all of your favorite brands. Whether you're looking for something from Pelican or Pilot, maybe Sailor or Caveco. Whether you want a mechanical pencil, maybe you want uh, some refills, maybe you want some inks, maybe you want a beautiful fountain pen ballpoint, whatever it is from whatever company you're looking for, go to Pen Chalet and check it out. Here's a couple of great reasons. that Every couple of weeks, they have new discounts. They're doing closed-out specials and adding new styles of pens all the time. They sell internationally with great shipping rates, and they get free shipping shipping on orders of over $50 in the US. So that's really like an easy thing to do with Penchalet to get to that price because they have so much wonderful stuff. So go right now to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Uh, enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. Right now they have a year-end inventory reduction sale with tons of great deals. But of course there are some special deals for penaddict listeners isn't that right, Brad? This is maybe the longest list I've ever seen on here. I haven't made it to the bottom yet, and I've been looking for a while. Mm-hmm. So there is all kinds of sneaky stuff in here. So as I'm going through this list, again, I have not made it to the bottom of this list yet. The um, Where'd it go? The Mayora Aventus fountain pen is a really, really cool um, fountain pen. This is the the company that uh, spun off from one of the companies that spun off from delta which we spoke about last week the price point for these pens i think is is lower than even i bought my last one for so it's like with discounts it's crazy good there's a pelican 205 petrol in here that's on sale there Mm -hmm. is something that i never two things i never see on sale one the lamy 2000 ballpoint um, in the what do they call this? Like the Taxus, like the like the light colored model. It's like a wooden model. Yeah. Um, I forget the exact name of it, but uh, it's on sale for like it's normally not even that available. They also have Lamy two thousands on here, which Whoa! never go on sale. The actual fountain pen version. The actual fountain pen version is cheaper than I bought mine eight years ago. Something yeah. like that, right? So, like, I think I paid more for mine six or eight years ago than they have it listed for they right have now. And, some and I still haven't gotten to the end, y'all. Great, so, 
retro 51s on here too like oh, there's some ones that i'm surprised that run even has stock of and they're putting them on deal and I 776 uh centuries had, so so the kinshu like the the final version of that series the 3776 kinshu is the is the one that they took all the design elements of the kumpu and the shiyun and and all those and morphed them into one pin this was an anniversary edition that was very expensive and now it is discounted yeah, retro. This is I. I haven't finished the list yet. It's it's crazy. Y'all should go check this out. I'm gonna check this out again after uh, the show and see uh, if there's anything I need to check out, like these Montegrappa Elmo fountain pens, which is that's a pen model that I love, and they changed the uh, shape of it. So I wanted to check out the the new version of that. They've kind of upgraded the the previous Elmo, which I loved, and kind of like fancied it fancied it up a little bit so i want to check those out for myself so yeah great great deals at pen chalet right now uh for y'all to check out all right you can go and check them out for yourself right now go to penchalet.com p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password pen addict to get your hands on those deals and 10 percent off anything at any time Next topic, Mike. Mm-hmm. I am sure Matthias has been yelling at me privately. Like I, I haven't talked to him, but uh, Matthias, our good friend at, at Blystiff and at Stationary.wiki, um, made a post on December twenty third that I've been holding <laughs> until this podcast to talk about. Like I didn't share it on, I didn't like fawn over it on Twitter. I wanted to. I didn't. I didn't put it in my Missville links on the weekend because I wanted to talk about it with you and make sure that that you saw what Matthias did for us for the the blog post is nearly 10 years of the Panatic podcast and it's kind of not what you think it is a chart Matthias has charted mm-hmm. the time lengths of mm-hmm. all of our episodes for the entirety of the run of the podcast what would you like to say about this uh well i, I love the work it's um, fascinating it's interesting to I mean this stuff is always interesting to me I don't yep. know what happened between like 2016 and 2018 because it feels like there was a bit of a swell in episode length. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty happy that, you know, from 2017 onwards to now, like we're pretty consistent with episode length, yeah. which is which makes me feel feel good. Like because one of the things that you could see is that like over time the episodes get shorter, mm-hmm. which would suggest that we're running out of stuff to talk about. And I don't think that's happening. Like the trend, right. there's like that blue trend line has gone down a little bit, but that, I don't know, that feels pretty stable between 60 and 70 minutes, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Like Mike and I, I mean, it's it's kind of an unwritten rule, but we talk about it from time to time. We would like to hit about 55 minutes on yep. every episode, yep. knowing that we always go about 60 or this maybe is like for me 63. A one hour show. And I this feel is a like one-hour show. More than that is too much, I think. Yeah, um, if on a consistent basis. But we also couldn't hit forty-five minutes if we tried. No, even when right? we tried, like, we, don't, we can't. We, never do we it. can't do that. We's like, okay, we need a quick one today. Fifty-eight minutes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got a hard stop at eleven. Let's go and let's do about forty-five. It's always fifty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Um. It's really cool to see. I do remember the beginning, like we had like 27 minute episodes and 32 minute episodes. And I was like, there's, there's just no way we could do 
like less than 45 minutes now if we tried. And But we're pretty locked into that 55 to 65 range. And I'm really happy about that. Like I, yeah. I, I feel good about the length of show. That's kind of how you and I lay out the show, like mm-hmm. trying to fit those blocks into into that. If I know we're going to run short, you know, I'll ask for a little bit more topics or have some more Ask TPA and things like yep. that. But I, I love the consistency that this is and that plays a big role and I think why people enjoy the show. They know they're going to get me and you for about an hour every week and we're yep. going to um, cut up about pens and, you know, then we're going to move on and we're going to do it again next week and we never overload the topics too much um, to, you know, to just, you know, to have like an hour and a half show one week and 30 minutes the next week, right? It's it's very well balanced and I'm very happy. I was very pleased to see this. So thank what you. What you could say is after you do 494 of something, you get mm-hmm. kind of consistent with it. I'm not going to say yeah. good at it. I think we're good at it, but I don't want to speak for other people. But mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've worked it out by this point. Yeah, like I can do, I can pretty much, when I write a show doc, I can time it in my head what that we're going to hit like the hour mark. Watch this episode end up being like 42 minutes long or something. (laughs) I don't think so because this next topic, Mike Uh is broken my brain and it's, I'm a, I'm flummoxed. So, um, friend of the show, Craig mod. I just like saying that he's really not, uh, I just want him to be. So like, I'm, you know, I'm, that's the new year's resolution, you know, like talk about the things that you want to happen and they'll just what, magically happen. What do happen, they call right? that? It's like, um, it's like putting something out in the world, but it has, yeah. a, it has a name, but I don't remember what it is. Like when you, you put something out into yeah. the world and hope that it happens. Yep. Yep. I I, there is a word for it and I'm blanking. Yeah. I'm blanking. Manifesting. Manifesting. You, yeah. So See, you uh, know what, Brad, we just <laughs> manifested yeah. that. Yeah. So future friend of the show, Craig Mott. <laughs> I follow I'm a I'm a member of his. I've subscribed to him and follow him on Twitter. So he posted this he posted this link on Twitter. An intriguing Christmas present from IA, which we'll get into IA in just a second. The notebook for writers where the guides disappear, leaving nothing but plain, clear, aligned text. Do you want to give the IA background for people who don't know, like just the yep. general overview? I mean, I can, but I figured you might be even be better. Yeah, IA, um, what is, uh, now I want to remember what, what it actually stands for. Is it Intelligent Art- Architects? Maybe. I, that I don't even know. I think that's what the IA stands for, um, but I don't remember. Anyway, IA have been around for a really long time in the kind of app space. Their mm-hmm. main product uh, is something called IA Writer, which is a mostly markdown focused um, text editor. Yeah, and, that was my first big boy writing app when I yeah, got a Mac. And it like is for a, a lot of people. They've been around ago. for such a long time. Yep. yep. Um, that I'm trying to find. I, I don't know if it, I actually. I don't know if IA stands for anything anymore. Um, but I think it used to. You know what I mean? Like I think it used right, to stand right, for right. something, and then over time they they've kind of moved away from that yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. But they are like a company that does a bunch of things. Like they Digitally. are, yeah, they are a consultancy company. Yeah, um, and they work with a lot of brands on strategy, design, code, and that kind of stuff. But they mm. also produce their own product, which is IA Writer. And that's like their product that they put out to the world. And it's a really, really nice 
um, seemingly simple but f- full of features, uh, text editor. Right. I think they were one of the first that did like um, uh, syntax highlighting in a mm-hmm. uh, Markdown editor, so structure like in color and stuff. And they've had they had they, they've made some. I don't even remember what it was, like some weird moves in the past where everybody got mad at them for a while, but then they came back and everyone was cool with them again. But anyway, yeah. IA Writer has been like a consistent, uh, really good text editing application. Yep. And one thing you can do, this this is not a digital podcast, but one thing I have done once I moved off of IA Writer for my writing is they actually allow you to download their font for free. The I forget the name of the font. And you can import that into like your other writing apps if you like. Yeah, they made a really good font. So they did a good job. So I use that font pretty frequently. So anyway, Craig is obviously buddies with the IA people and they sent him this notebook. And normally those things just pass my eyes and go, okay, thanks for the notebook. This one is different in that it has raised, it's a lined notebook, but the lines that we would normally think are printed are physically raised on the page. And I'm having trouble with this whole, (laughs) with this whole concept until I see it in my hands because like, Craig's text, and I, this is from the from the uh, packaging. The guides disappear, leaving nothing but plain, clear, aligned text. So you basically have blank guidelines that you can see as you're writing. But the theory is that once the words are on the page, those things vanish from view, not like physically vanish. Right? They're they're scored into the book as as best as I can tell, right? The lines, is is that a fair way to say it? These lines look scored into the page, but by the time you write and have a full text page, you just, you stop visually seeing. It's not like the lines are like physically vanishing. I don't don't see how they could physically vanish when they're scored into the page. I I am desperate to get one of these. Yeah, I don't really know what it means. Like my, my thought was like, does it change the composition of the page? Like as right. you write on it, does it like weigh the page in such a way that the the lines actually disappear? Like I couldn't tell, right? Right. I don't know. They said like it's made for fountain pens as well, which is just yes, like, ban- a bananas thing to say. Like yeah, so like everything that is happening here is like really breaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's a product I'm- that they are working on making commercially available. Yes. I thought at first the way Craig was talking about it, like, hey, we just, you know, I made this for like their best customers or whatever. It's actually going to be a physical product. Something um, I can't tell, Brad, is how big it is from these images. Yeah, it looks, I'm, I'm going to go with smart sized, Mike. I, I, I don't know exactly what size it is, but I'm just going to assume it's smart sized. Is that when, do you mean that they make it up as they go along? Like, yeah, like the theme it's, system journals? Yeah, like A5-ish. You reckon it's this yeah. is A5-ish? I mean, I would yeah. hope so if it's a, a, a writer's book. My concern if, would be that it's pocket size. I don't think that's the no, way. No, it looks like it's five by seven to right. me. Yep. Just looking at how many lines are on the page. It uh, may be shorter than that. It may mm, it may be like B6-ish. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's whatever it is. It's smart size. It's, it's uh, you know... Well, well, well <laughs> you better believe I will. I will handle that bit of information once we physically get yeah. once I physically get one. Um, but it doesn't look to be a five size. It looks to be smaller. So. Here's what I'll say right now: mm-hmm. This looks like a notebook built by a design agency. Yes, that's not always a good thing. Correct. We'll see. This feels very concepty, right? And mm-hmm. 
We'll see. So this is going to be one of those times where I'm actually like, I'm going to reach out and try to get one where I, I mean, don't I would expect do that. that around the time that they do decide to make it commercially available, they will want to have it in your hands if they believe. Well, it. I'm just going to order one if it becomes commercially available, but I'm yeah. actually going, I haven't emailed them yet. I've just put myself on the mailing list and look at all the stuff. Like they didn't, they don't look like they're ready to Question send, but I, I'm going to attempt. Hmm. When you see a product like this and you put yourself on the mailing list, do you use an <laughs> email address where they could recognize you? Nope. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's not the move I take. Like well, if no, I'm if I'm uh, signing up for like an app beta or something, I will use mm-hmm. my Relay FM email address in the hopes that they recognize me and yes. give me the access. Obviously when I directly email them, it will mm-hmm. definitely come from the pen addict. If I'm signing up to a newsletter that I know is going to be a, a more of a general newsletter, right? So like that's how they say, sign up for our newsletter and we'll say, you know, when this is going to launch. Uh-huh. I put it in uh I I I direct that type of content into my feed bin. So I have a feed bin address that comes into my RSS feeds. So that's how I read newsletters. Yeah, no, I, I I will always try and do the, like, I want you to, like, please notice me kind of thing. Oh, that's yeah. What, that's that, what I do. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that differently. Like, if As I Tony ask says them, in the chat, the do you know who I am technique. Right, like, exactly but subtle, but subtle. You, and you don't say, hey, you, you just send it from that address, but you don't yep. say, hey, I am this person. You just say, exactly. hey. You know, I, 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 I notice me. Things. You think, mm, yeah, so. Acknowledge I'll try, me. I'll, I'll try to get one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'll shoot them an email. Um, they don't know who I am from Adam, but uh, yeah. you know, maybe I can uh, get ready pull some for the long-term follow-up on this. Well, I can I, I can pull some strings in the relay chat and bet I could get some contact, some legit contact information. Uh, like, I would that's say, not my yeah, move. you probably could. I yeah, that's reckon, generally not my move, though. I reckon Federico probably knows them. Yeah, I don't roll that way though. So, yeah. but you could. But I could. I could. I'm. I'm tempted more than this because it's so different and what they're telling me doesn't add up yeah i can't work it out and i want to see it for myself and they're and but they're like yeah this isn't just like a one-off thing we're trying like they're they're like in like we're going in on this mm-hmm. and i want to see what the deal is so mm-hmm. yeah there you go all right, semi-related notebook news. Um, my plotter interview went up on the plotter website. I had a really fun time working with them in the um, kind of like a, a private beta test of the the plotter. And part of that program was doing an interview with them to be published on their website, which is now upped up up upped <laughs> it's now up on their site i linked it on the panatic blog for those to read it's a fun interview it talks about like you know just my general background in stationary that talks about some of my thoughts on the plotter and i don't know i enjoy talking with april very much they do a really good job um it, it's one of the most pleasant experiences i've had ever like working with like a pre-launch product like they were very thorough and very diligent and um you know knew exactly like the type of questions to ask and were very uh good about the whole process and i think it's a really neat product the thing is and we're going to talk about this probably when i start talking about the hobonichi is how i'm going to use the plotter going forward right that's the question i'm at right now like these last two months have just been 
a disaster as far as productivity and efficiency and actually working. So I'm ready to get turn the calendar and get into a better work cycle and see mm. how the plotter fits into that. But I think it's a great product. And I thought it was a fun interview and wanted to share. Uh, I like that they called you a stationary therapist, <laughs> which I, I never really heard. appreciate as a phrase. Yeah, I could get into that, right? Because it's like content creator, you know, that's like just like this. It's almost like a creepy word these days, right? I mean, it's the problem with it is it's too, it's too uh, simple because it's so broad, yeah, right? It is, it is. But I do like that there is a word for it. Like, I like that content creator exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make content, right? Yeah. Like, I make content. Like, I'm yeah. not denying that, but like, I don't know. I just tend to say I talk about pens on the internet and that I lead with that and then we just figure out from there. Like Something that I, I maybe try and say sometimes which I like is that I am a professional communicator. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's about as broad as content creator. But it's just something yeah. that I like to yeah. say. But stationary therapist, I can get behind that. Yeah, you are a stationary therapist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I'm good with that. So All right. Well, when you need to set up your new website for stationary therapy... <laughs> <laughs> that that's the last thing I need is another domain that I'm not using. <laughs> <laughs> well, when so, you eventually decide to create a new one, which is literally <laughs> only a matter of time, go to Squarespace because they are the only one platform <laughs> to build your online presence and run your business. Squarespace really have everything from tools to make websites and online stores to managing them with marketing tools and analytics. They've got the whole kit and caboodle. You are covered with Squarespace. You can combine cutting-edge design with world-class engineering. That's what they do, right? So you get all of that. So basically, with Squarespace, you will get yourself free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, award-winning 24-7 customer support, domain name registration options, SEO and email marketing tools, beautiful templates that are instantly customizable with just drag-and-drop tools and clicks so you can customize the look, feel, settings, the products you have on sale, and more in seconds, and everything is optimized for mobile, and they have great iOS apps where you can look at all of the stuff behind the scenes but also make edits to the site. They really are amazing. Squarespace will let you turn your big idea into a new website. Whether you want to promote your business, publish a blog post, create a portfolio, announce an upcoming event, and so much more, Squarespace are the place. Me and Brad have been using Squarespace for over a decade now because it's so easy. I know when I have an idea, when I want to put something online, when I want the world to see something, I can just spin up a Squarespace website. I can get it done super quickly and get it out to the world. What I, one of the things I love is something you will benefit from is their free trial. If you go to squarespace.com slash penaddict, you can sign up for a trial. You don't need to give them your credit card information and you can build your whole website and make sure that it feels right for you. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict when you sign up for a plan and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of the Pan Addict and Relay FM. Can I give Squarespace a shout out for their um, support as well? Yeah. They do a good job. Like, you know, not everything goes perfectly all the time. And sometimes you have like little foibles you need to figure out. And I had a comments issue crop up all of a sudden. And I, I don't know why. And where people couldn't leave comments. So I had people test. I collected that information, put it in an email to Squarespace. 
they looked at it and they didn't just give me the stock like, hey, have you turned it on and off again? They looked at my information, said, do this. And I did that and it fixed it. And then our ticket was closed. Like that was it. That was our communication. It wasn't like, okay, I've tried all these things and that didn't work. What's what's the tier two thing? Like they took my info. They said, press this button, do this and tell us if it worked. And I'll be like, yep, that worked. Thank you. The end. Like it doesn't get any better than that, so I appreciate their their support is generally helpful like that. So it's really cool. All right, all right. New new segment on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike unboxes things. Yeah, and I am very anxious to see what's about to happen here. We don't really do this very much, which is kind of surprising, really. But I think it's mm-hmm. just because we're both just too excited when new stuff comes in. But I had something <laughs> arrive today, and thought I would keep it for the show. I believe it's my drill log. All right, I haven't opened the box yet. <laughs> Watch it not be. That would be great. Be hilarious. Oh, it's, it's some not. socks. So I got my knife here. By the way, I love my James Brand knife. It's a good, they do good stuff. Do you remember that? I, I bought it a really long time ago. Yeah, I lost my little bitty one, my little uh, pen knife that they make. Um, right. That's about an inch long. And I, I've lost that because I love it so much and would carry it, carry it around. I actually also, by the way, so I own the, uh, what's the name of the one that I own? Um. Oh man, it's, I'm looking on their website now, but no, I can't find it. Well, now they have more. Well, when we when we were yeah. buying them, it was like one. Yeah. Knives, product knives. No, they had a bunch when I bought mine, but now they do have way more. It's the not the Carter. It looks like it, but it's not the Carter. The Folsom. Yeah, Folsom is the original. So I that's what I have. I have it in the green, but I just mm-hmm. bought the the Draplin orange and black one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I couldn't not buy it. Because I have a <laughs> few of them, and it's so cool. And Stephen has, because he's done two of them, the Elko, mm-hmm. which I think is the one that you have. Mm-hmm. And he's also done one of the Folsom ones. And Stephen bought both of them, I think, and they look really good. And yep. I have the Folsom one at home. I'm at home today. Um, but I wanted one for the studio. And so now I've 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 ordered one of the uh, DDC ones. Perfect. So now you're gonna make me go look after the show. That's the yeah, last they're really great. They're really, really great. Yep. So highly anyway. recommended. <laughs> it's now an EDC show. I guess. Although so. this this drill log, if this is actually a drill log in the box, that that could be a a, a weapon. I mean, well, I'll find out. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Right. For, let's yeah. Let's do this. Thing, let's do this. All right. Do you hear this? Probably not. This yep, is like barely. some serious tape. Okay, then it must be because I made the same comment <laughs> when I opened mine. It's like structured. It's like band-aid tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like got cross fibers, but it's soft like a, ba- yeah. a band-aid. So nice this is tape. totally the drill log. It's really, I was really impressed with the tape too. I did a whole Twitch stream where I was just messing with the tape. <laughs> All right, so we've got some foam. Oh my god, there's so many boxes. Yes, it is the drill log. You must have bought a lot of a lot of pieces parts. I think I did. I got some yeah, I think you bought work. like you bought like the the kitten caboodle type of thing where I already yeah. had a bunch of the stuff. And, um, check. Yeah, it's just some paper. Okay. Very nearly stabbed myself, but Good. that's fine. All right, I've got some paperwork here. One is a little thank you card. Mm-hmm. Is how to maintain my drill log. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read that. 
Who maintains pens, am I right? I mean, me. they sent that to the wrong person. Right, so I've got a writing paper block, and it says yes. present for you on it. Yes, I have that right here on my desk. Thank you. And then I've got three little boxes. Should we start with okay. the little boxes? Uh, yes, I know what one of them is. I don't know what the second one is. You must have ordered something extra. Extra. We'll find out. All right. One is... Okay, that's one nib. Okay. Oh, did you get two nibs? Well, I have the double-sided pen, so... Oh, well, there you go. So I thought, I thought two nibs would be important. Well, there you Yeah, makes sense. So then I got the other nib. So... Yep. You have a 0.5 and a 0.8 nib. I believe the I, yes, I believe I went with the two sizes. Mm -hmm. That was what I'm I wanted, but again, this was a complicated thing. Yeah, I'm going to stop right here and say that I still can't believe you backed this, because this, like, this wouldn't have been a topic, I, I mean, a product that I would have picked for you. I got my but color puddle. It's also cool. That's what I was wondering if you The color puddle yeah. is a lot smaller than I was expecting the color puddle to be. Yes. But this is a serious piece of metal they've got here. This is one of if those things which is way heavier than it should mm -hmm. be. Yep. So it's about, for those playing at home, it's about the size of a roll of washi tape, but weighs, <laughs> I don't know, it weighs, weighs about lot. as much as like a roll of pennies. <laughs> oh, and it comes with a little pipette thing, so I can... Yes. I can, has it got the weight? So a color puddle is like a... Um, it's like a uh, it's like a little ink holder to where you can have like six different colors of ink in a little container on your desk and where you can dip in and out of the different colors. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that. It comes with a little thing so I can refill it. I guess I'm not going to try like a, the like color a little puddle. ink palette, like an ink palette, right? Mm -hmm. And now I guess this one's going to be the pen. Oh, it's in a box in a box. Oh, Brad, it looks good. <laughs> I got the black with the kind of orangey grip section. Yep. Which yeah, is I like would a say bit orangey orange, and ready. It's yeah. nice. Like it's very nice. So I got the one that's like twisty. Yep. They have all the names, but it's complicated. Sorry. But so, just the center is twisty. Yeah. So I guess I can just put these on somehow mm -hmm. oh are these caps wait yes so you'll unscrew the it is a capped pen right so the the nibs do have caps over them so you'll unscrew both black ends yeah and then you'll you'll dual wield lightsaber it and can i screw one yeah i can screw one cap onto the other nice yep. i will say Surprise! I've, again, I've forgotten a lot about this product. Honestly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's capped because mm -hmm. it's not like it's going to dry out. Yeah, but it also protects the tip. Like this was the best right, design. Right, this was okay. the best designed non-standard. I'm going to call it a handle. I don't remember barrel. if you said this. You probably already did. But like, mm -hmm. my brain wants to put my fingers on the place where I should not be putting my fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah big time. Like, I, that's it's, the only part I want to touch. It's an inch. It's more than an inch, probably, counting the threading of the nib. It's a long nib. Okay, right? I can immediately see a problem with this. Okay. Me. It mm -hmm. is both too small and too big. <laughs> so, if I don't cap the 
If I don't post the cap, it's too yes. small. Where I yes. have to hold it. If I post yes. the cap, too big. You will get used to the too big. Because okay. it's not heavy. No, it's not. And the it, balance is good. Yes. So that one works the best when it is posted. Like I said, this design that you got is my favorite design yeah. from a functionality perspective. I think that was why I ended up going with it. Like we were talking through all of the different ones and mm-hmm. this made sense to me because I remember I wasn't going to back it because they didn't yeah, have yeah. this at first and then they added yeah. it. Yeah, and I got to test all of the shapes uh, and the barrel shapes except for the elongated straight barrel, mm-hmm. which they didn't make until after the campaign started, uh, which I ended up getting. I got the elongated one because that's the only one I didn't have. But the one that you have is my preferred barrel. Okay. Especially I'm for dual, the dual right wielding. Paper block now. Right. Okay, this is just a pad of paper. Why did they yep. include this, do you think? It was some add-on. Like, I didn't even realize it was coming in the box. And when I was opening it, opening it, um, the chat was telling me that this was, like, hey, um, some kind of, like, bonus it's a value thing. value they, if they, Yeah, whatever. Like, thank you. We made more money yeah, than yeah, we yeah. expected. Exactly. It was one you. of... What do they call those on Kickstarter? Stretch so they, goal. Yeah, but stretch it wasn't goal. a stretch goal because I don't think they no. told anyone. They were, I mean, because it wasn't a thing. I don't think like if we make this much. Money. But right, this is right, like right. this is the kind of stuff you can do when like you overperform to the point that right. you um you've made you've made some extra money in your margins, yeah. so you can put some nice, money back a nice in. Block, so thank you. It's a nice block of paper. I'll keep on my desk. I haven't tested it. Out Pretty yet, thick though. paper. It's it's nice. It's like 150 sheets. It's a yeah. It's a it's chunky a brick. block. It's a brick. It's mm-hmm. no joke. So what, it should no I joke. go get some ink now then? I think you should, and then we're going to have a conversation. So you go do that. What kind of um, ink shall I get? Is there? Do you have a recommendation That's a great question, me? Mike. I don't. So we're going to have a All problem. Right. So grab at least two different brands, if not okay. three. All right. So we want to look at brand or style. While I go get some grab, ink. Okay, you have a shimmer ink, right? Surely I do, do you? yeah. Yeah. If not, yeah, grab a normal ink and a weird ink. At least. All right, cool. BRB. All right. So Mike's going to BRB. And here we're going to find out the biggest challenge that all of us drill log owners have is finding an ink that works. So we're going to circle back on this in a future podcast. I told Mike beforehand that I am going to have to work on a list of compatible inks because I'm already getting emails. And I know Jacob went through this in the beginning. Like there are ink consistencies that work well with the drill log and that do not work at all with the drill log. So there's going to be, we're going to have to make a master list of some kind for drill log users of drill log friendly inks. So we're going to have to work on that as a group. So I remember one of the first inks I grabbed might've been Shinkai and it would not attach to the nib to get a good ink flow but then i've had other inks that just grab on and just you can write you know a half a page or so with it so we're gonna work on that so we'll we'll have a we will eventually get to a drill log master list so is mike back yet did he find any inks he has not so he only has a few inks i don't know if y'all remember last week or two weeks ago mike has like three inks so this is going to be a struggle for him although he could probably carry them in one hand where me i would have to relocate into the closet of doom and grab one of the 200 plus inks that i have so we're going to test brands 
and subsets of brands and figure out what works the best. I'm most excited to try and I haven't yet. I'm back. My home office is a disaster right now. So that took Mm. a little bit longer than I expected. Mm. So let me finish the one statement I was going to make just so there's a continuity there. I was telling the listeners the thing I'm most excited to try for myself is my Iron Gall Inc. collection. So I'll be looking forward to testing those. So my explanation, Mike, is this is going to be a challenge. We're going to have to make a master list of some kind of what inks work and what inks don't because there's going to be some complete rejection of inks on this tip. They're just not going to flow right. Um, on the nib and then you're going to find some that are going to be perfect do you also have a way to clean the nib like a glass of water or something i brought a microfiber cloth is that not going to do the deal am i going to need water? you probably want a little bit of water because they stay in the grooves the ink stays in the grooves so you're just going to want to swirl it around brb times two all right so as mike brbs i have the long barrel with yellow green anodized drill log i have not tested this yet because I'm going to sit down with a bunch of inks and try to determine what's the best brand. Um, I think Jacob referred to the surface tension of the ink, and I don't know how to measure those types of things, that the ink that you dip it into has to have a good surface tension to actually attach to the metal and allow it to flow down the drill log, the little grooves in the drill log to the page. Mm. So um, we're going to have to figure that out. Not all inks are going to be good, Mike. Okay. Well, I've returned with a, with some ink. All right. Shall I start with the point 0.8 or the point 0.5? Point 0.8. All right. And what take, ink? Do you want to know the inks I brought? I do. I've got three. I've got Mont Blanc Lucky Orange. i got Emerald of Chivour. The Giovanni Emerald of Chivour. Is it Emerald of mm-hmm. Chivour? Did I pick up the right mm-hmm. one? Yeah. And Carla Inks Foxy Neon. Okay. Do you remember those? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do Lucky Orange in order. Lucky Orange, Carla, Jehirbaum. All right. So So that would be, if I'm guessing, that's going to be in the order of performance that I would think but I have proven myself very wrong in my ink testing that okay, something so I think is going to be good is how, not. How submerged does it need to be? All the way. All the up way? To the, yeah, get up to the top of the grooves because what you'll find is the ink starts working its way down the grooves. You will actually, as you write with it, you will visually be able to see some of the uh, grooves. Uh, Chad is asking me to stream it when I do my ink test, and I will. What do I do about the ink that collects at the bottom? Drip. Just kind of tip it on the um, the edge of the bottle, right? Yeah. Just kind of, you know, you don't necessarily need to wipe it off, but you want to get the bulk of it to run off. Oh my God, this feels amazing. This is beautiful. This is weird. Right? It's very like, weird. Because mm-hmm. the, the ink flows inconsistently in a way I am not used to. Yeah. And you'll get, you will learn as you're writing with it that you can rotate it. I just did that, in, Brad. Like, in the clockwise way. Yeah. Because I had to, I was uh, the ink wasn't flowing, so I rotated the yes. nib. So gravity will help the flow down those channels, right? There's channels in here and a little twist actually makes a difference. 
So what you'll eventually find is you'll want to find the ink that will allow you to write several lines in one dip. Like I'm I've had inks way more than I expected. There is good. This is performing vastly better. So it started out really inconsistent. Like sure. the flow was weird, right? And it was almost like there was water on the nib. Yeah. Because it, the ink was also spreading on the page. Right. It was too mm-hmm. much. But now I am writing really consistently and it looks Good. like a regular nib. And I'll yep. say the, the feeling, I've got a panel book today in front mm-hmm. of me. The feeling of the nib on the page, I'm using the point eight, right? It's very mm-hmm. smooth. And yeah. Like if I had this in a fountain pen, I'd be very happy with the way this feels. Good. So now oh, you does, need to remember. Oh, <laughs> does not work uh, with the nib flat down on the page like very <laughs> easily. Like I have to yeah. have some kind of slant on it. Right. So like the ink has to travel down the grooves and then down those notches and then into like the, the, the cone grooves, the lines. So there's actually a flow to this ink. Right. That's why you see the glass nibs have that swirl on them. Right. They hold ink. And then the ink also travels down as it's getting pulled um, by the page. So I would say on a panel book, I reckon I could fill half a page. Then, so what we would now want to know is Lucky Orange is a keeper. So like that goes on the good list. Yeah, because it's flowing pretty well, pretty mm-hmm. consistently. I kind of just run out. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, I divide the pages into three when I when mm-hmm. I write. And I've filled up a third of yeah. the page, like of a vertical. And, so I reckon I could maybe do, so I say like a third of the page, not half, because yeah. it's run out now. And based on my experience, I'd say that's a reasonable output. And then you just dip it again and you keep going. So I'll say my initial impression from using the ink is it performs way better than I expected. And I I have thought I would need to be refilling way more mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've rinsed it off now, dried it off. Mm-hmm. Dry it off, yep. My only concern for me personally would be having an ink bottle open all the time. I mean, for you, yes. Because I would, <laughs> I would be worried about that for you as well. Yeah. But surely that's got to be a thing for a lot of people. Like, ink is not a thing you want to spill. You know? Right. But when I'm using this, I'm going to be dedicated, right? True, so, true. Like I never like, spill over my drinks. Right, really. like I'm going to take 30 minutes to do this thing with this nib and this and ink bottle open yep. and then close it up, right? And I guess if I was going to be doing this as a thing, I would end up knowing where the ink bottle goes, like the ink bottle has its place. Right, and you're going to want, like, if you're really writing and you're not thinking about it as much, you just want to pick, like, find once you found a good ink, make sure it's, like, in a good bottle. Like, to be honest, as much as I love Robert Oster, you're going to tip one of those over if you're not paying attention. Oh, right? I would never do that because they're too where, light. Like, yeah, too where, light. like, the, the Mont Blanc Lucky um, lucky Orange is that a small 30, milli- 30 milliliter glass bottle. It's short and stubby, right? It's not going yeah. anywhere. Like, I hate refilling from Robert Oster bottles. I'm terrified of them. <laughs> right because it's like i've done they, they it take two hands it takes yeah. like it it takes like three hands honestly I've, yeah. I've done it many times where i've caught one you know yeah all right so i've mixed up the emerald of Chivour. yep and sticking with the point eight i think let's do all point eights all right because so we have a baseline okay my expectation is I didn't think Lucky Orange was going to be that good. My expectation is that the Emerald of Shavor should be very <laughs> Brad, I good. I got a problem. What? I can't 
submerge it because the opening is too short on the bottle. Mm, it's yeah, too narrow. The, I can't get the thing the, in. The grip, the grip of is the dual wield is wide. Okay. Well, if you can't tip it or anything, then we can, can just, I screw we can fire that one? This into the cap? No. No. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to use Emerald or Shavor. Okay, that's fine. The opening isn't, it's not enough. That's yeah, so like my, the shape of my pen is more traditional, but yours has almost like a wider grip section. Yeah, I mean. I, 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 will, I can test that one. I will, I will get Emerald of Shavor for my testing. I've been able to dip just the very end. Oh, Kate's saying you could use the puddle, but let me tell you about the puddle. That that's a whole other ammo. I didn't. I did not enjoy the puddle because the puddle um, only allows for you to dip the very tip yeah. of it in, which I've done. But that kind of defeats the purpose of the yes the pen. So the puddle is for like real, like legit, like artistic type of writing where you're mixing a lot of inks and just going back and forth just on the tip of the uh, drill log where the tip is just going in and out and switching inks and it'd be a very colorful, useful thing for anything but writing because you're not going to get the writing. And Kate, you'll see it when we show pictures of the puddle. It, it doesn't even, it barely gets past, barely gets like halfway up the cone. So it's really like... A dip and write and dip and write and right, dip and so write like a constant. I've been able to get this to work to the point where I've sub I've been able to get ink on the very like about all the way up to the top of the right. tone part. So I'm writing with Emerald Chavot right now and it's performing just as well as the Mont Blanc. But okay. I don't see any shimmer in it. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you might when it dries. It's also a thin line, right? Thin yeah. lines meter how much shimmer you're going to see. Yeah, and that's that's run out now. I would say I got like a quarter of the amount of ink down on the page as I did when I could submerge it fully. Okay. So I'll tell you right now, using that puddle, that would drive me mad. Yeah. For me, I just thought it looked nice and would be a nice desk trinket, which it especially is. considering it's the weight awesome. of it, that makes it like I'm ple- I'm actually pleased I bought it for that reason. Oh, it's really cool. It's like it feels like but, a good fidget toy, but it's yeah. not fit for purpose. It's not for writing, it's no. for art in my opinion. Which I think is the point because it, it, what it reminds me of is that yeah. I don't remember what it's called but the art it's like is a, like it, the wooden thing that you put your thumb yeah. in. A palette. Uh, well, yeah. the um, But yeah, I, I know what you mean. That's what it reminds me of. Alright, so that was Emerald of Shavuot. So the last thing that we're going to try is one of the Carla Neon inks. I have the pink. So this is a pigmented ink mm-hmm. which is different than your Lucky Orange which is a standard water-based uh, dye-based ink. Honestly, like one of the reasons I wanted this Drillog pen is for inks like this. The type of ink Correct. that you do not want to leave in a pen. Right. And that's what I was saying like my Iron Gall inks. I want to test them because mm-hmm. I'm anxious. Because I would like to have a bottle on my desk of Iron Gall ink capped when i'm not using it but to uncap it and just use my drill log when i want that will be really really exciting for me <laughs> all right it's laying down very thick immediately yeah it does take a minute to kind of get its correct line width right yeah but like the ink is like raised off the page mm, that's a lot yeah but it oh man this is fantastic this is great so just, you're having good yeah. once you get past the initial bulk of the ink which you it's it's unavoidable right like you it's going to be heavy in the beginning you want a consistent 
writing for several lines, and that's how you know it's going to be probably Yeah, so I'll say with this ink, it has settled in, but it is still a little bit more than the Mont Blanc, like just the amount of ink that comes onto the page. Right. But this is allowing me to use an ink I otherwise couldn't use, and I really like Mm -hmm. these neon inks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, Brad, I'm into this. Okay. I'm shocked. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to figure out what works the best. Like you were going to come across an ink. You're going to dip the nib in there all the way up to the top. You're going to put it on the page and it's going to write half a word. And you just got to go, you know what? That ink is not going to work with this nib and just set it to the side until you find one that does. Right? What inks did you That's find what are, that will like that? I need to get them back out. I haven't tested in a couple of weeks. I haven't tested since I got my new pen model in. So here's something um, I've noticed with the neon, right? So it's used. Mm-hmm. It's gone about the same distance as Mont Blanc. However, the 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 tip is still really pink. Like there's still ink on this, but it's not flowing yeah. down. Right. So that's the pigmentation. Yeah. Right. So the so every different ink chemistry is going to handle this nib differently. Big success for me. Good. I really I like, like this it. thing. I think it's going to be fun for you to do like some short notes and writing with. Um, once I find, once I do some ink testing, I'm going to try to write in my book copying that I failed at in November, but I'm still working on. Yeah. I'm going to see like what it's like to write like several pages with a same ink and kind of get some good testing. But a, I got to test the inks first. Super cool looking thing this is too. It's cool. It's cool. It's not for everybody, but it's cool. It's cool. It's like this. This reminds me of uh, when the pen type A and uh, B came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is really not for everybody. Like mm-hmm. not everybody should go buy this thing. But the people who are into this kind of stuff will probably like overly like it, right? You like, have to be like, really, really like it. Quite committed to pens and inks before you even start this process. Like, yeah, you know, like for me, if there were inks that, like, if I didn't have inks, I couldn't use. I wouldn't want this because yeah. this is not a better experience than my best fountain pens, right? No, 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 no. It's different. But yeah. it's because I is... have a selection of inks that I'm not comfortable putting in my pens. Mm-hmm. But and I want to use this is also them. not an ease of use product, right? This is a difficult to use product. Oh, I mean, you've got to have like... water around. You've got to have a cleaning mm-hmm. cloth. Around. You've got to have all this stuff, right? Like yeah. just around, which you otherwise yeah. don't typically need. Yep. Yeah. This is cool. Good. I'm glad you like it. So there'll be more experimentation. I will come up with a good list and we'll try to get uh, other people who have drill logs to come up with a good list of, hey, this line of inks works the best. So there, there's some work to do on, on that front because I know there's some frustrations out there right now. I want to try it. I'm going to use the puddle too, though. You, sh- you should try the puddle and you will immediately see the challenge mm. that you have with it. I tested it and I gave up really quick just because I didn't see a way out. Because the thing is, right, like if I just committed to one ink, I wouldn't need to clean it off every time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because you would just be like, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm out yes. of ink now. I'll put it away. And then tomorrow I'll dip it back in that ink again and I'm good. Yep. But if I use the puddle and wanted to change, I'd have to also keep cleaning materials yep. consistently around too. Because if I'm using like a black ink and a red ink, if as soon as as soon as I dip the the black like the nib in into the red, it's going to turn the the ink black because mm-hmm. there's still mm-hmm. going to be a little bit left on the yeah right 
Yeah. The puddle the puddle is not for the way you and I use pens. No. But like Nick Stewart, who like I follow religiously and and manipulates inks, like he's going to be all like he would be all over that, right? But well, also like if you or Anna would like yeah, somebody just manipulate who, who stuff has a creative journal experience, right? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I'm thinking Reyes. of like Bujo, right? Yeah. You're sitting down and you're spending your time. But you could have right. one pen and six inks, and you just got to have a little vial of water or whatever. And you mm-hmm. can do all of your colors and all of your layout with just the one pen. And you've got yep. this little thing here. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would tell you, I was, you know, like listening back to the show, trepidatious about this. I wasn't sure but if this was for me. I think this pet product is for me. I like it. Good. Good. Well, I hope so. I hope you, uh, Continue to experiment with it. I know I, I so am. I, I'm really just getting right started. <laughs> <laughs> I've realized That's why thing. opening things on the show is a bad idea. Yeah, like, well, bad not idea. a bad idea, but a complicated. Oh yeah. Whenever I do unboxings on Twitch, I always have to like clean yeah. up afterwards because there's stuff everywhere. All right, we have blown Matthias's line chart out of the water with mm-hmm. this episode. We're gonna we're gonna start the upward swing on the median line. Um, after we have uh, this length of a podcast, so we should probably wrap it up here. Yeah, so uh, this is going to be the last episode of the year. So Happy New Year to everybody out there as we move into 2022. We wish you uh, prosperity and happiness and health as we move into the next year. Um, and obviously as well, I hope that you'll come back as we are on the road to 500-495. It's going to be our next episode. Brad, did we decide on something we were going to do for episode 500? Of course not. Why would we ever do that ahead of time, Mike? We should probably think about that. (laughs) We Um, should probably put some brain cells on that because it is really close. It's coming up real soon. (laughs) It's coming up real soon. And we're into February, right? Because then it's... Yeah. Because don't forget as well, that's also our exact 10-year anniversary of working together on this wonderful product. Crazy. So thank you, uh, product. I don't know why I called it a product. (laughs) I looked down at the drill log and then said product. So there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. You can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 494 to get the show notes for this one. There's a lot of good links for this episode, so you might want to mm-hmm. check them out. But also your podcast app of choice should also have them listed in there if you're using a good one. Uh, if your podcast app of choice does not have the show notes, I recommend you try out a different podcast app because <laughs> you're using a bad one, if that's the case. Because yeah. I think even Fair. the bad, even the ones I would typically have considered the bad ones have the links now. So yep, yep. if yours doesn't, I recommend trying out something uh, something else. The official platform yes. apps will, will at least give Get you that. the full podcast data feed. Mm-hmm. Like, like Spotify does it now, Apple Podcasts does it now. But, you know, yep. we recommend Pocket Casts, Overcasts, Castro. Uh, yep. Basically, the, the, all of the apps that are linked on the episode pages, they are the yes. ones that we recommend. So yep. you can try it out for yourself if you're not trying it already. If you want to find Brad and Glenn, go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com. Uh, Brad streams multiple times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. He's penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. I am iMike, I am Y-K-E, and we'll be back in 2022. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Bye, Brad. <laughs>